If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs branding team. On this episode of The Transition, I share some words of encouragement. As we close out 2021, many of us are reflecting on the progress we made in our businesses this year and may or may not be happy with where we are. I take off my armor and share some stories with you about my first year in business and why it's important to be kind to ourselves and learn to appreciate the entrepreneurial journey, regardless of the outcome or our current predicament. Before you hear from me, make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. I send out a newsletter at least once a week, and if there's topics you'd like me to cover on either the newsletter or the show, feel free to shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. Also, check out the official 2021 Bunker Labs Holiday Gift Guide, which features over 50 veteran or military spouse-owned businesses, many with promo codes for holiday savings. You can access the guide at the link in the show notes as well. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by the MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, the foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another edition of The Transition. Today, I'm going to do a solo monologue, and I want to share some words of encouragement to you all out there. As I know, we're starting to wrap up the end of the year. A lot of you may be doing some reflecting, and I'm just going to go ahead and take off my armor a bit and talk about some things that happened in my life when I was first going through my entrepreneurial journey. And, you know, when I start to look back on those moments, right, I'm very appreciative of going through that heartache to get to where I'm at uh, today. So, you know, I left my full-time job in 2018. I was working at a private school in downtown Newark called St. Benedict's Prep, where I was running the residence hall, living in a giant house of 70 teenage boys. And while running the residence hall, I basically worked in the evening and I ran ironbound boxing um, during the day. And I coached boxing from four to six, but you know, I, I had time to run around and do errands, do all the necessary things it took for me to launch the gym. But one of the things that I had always been moved by was this opportunity to work on ironbound full-time because I got pulled into the Bunker Lab ecosystem and the entrepreneurial ecosystem in general. And they were saying that there were all these resources and stuff available for veteran entrepreneurs. We needed more veteran entrepreneurs to take the entrepreneurial leap. And what I decided to do was stand up a for-profit arm of Ironbound Boxing focused on teaching employee wellness. So working with companies in the New York City metro area, uh, thanks to a friend of mine, uh, Paul Capon. So anyways, 2018, summer 2018 hits. I decided to step away from St. Benedict's and focus on Ironbound Boxing's for-profit arm. And so I was hustling. Didn't really have an idea of what I was doing outside of I had this really general idea that companies would pay me to teach boxing classes to them on site. 
And there was a particular company here in Newark, um, an accelerator called Newark Venture Partners. And I was really fired up about this. You know, it was a cool, slick, sexy, you know, entrepreneurial uh, VC firm here in Newark. And I thought it'd be a great fit for me to teach boxing. So I reached out to them, had, a, had an opportunity to talk to their office manager. And, uh, you know, basically they were interested in me coming on site to teach boxing classes. And the other thing was, this was really like my first time uh, really doing this in person. Um, and so, like, I really didn't know how to charge. I didn't know the process, et cetera. And one of the things we talked about was, you know, they would feel more comfortable with me doing a demo first, and then we could, you know, set a, a raid or something, right? But it was all basically, you know, set on this demo. So simultaneously as it's happening, right, there's like this two-week window. I'm moving out of St. Benedict's because I'm living on campus, and I end up going through a breakup with my girlfriend at the time. So, you know, I had been dating her for three years. And once I stepped away from uh, St. Benedict's, we decided that um, she wanted to no longer be with me. So it was a breakup. The other aspect of it was I didn't really have any idea um, how I was going to cover my full-time income, right? Although I knew that I wanted to do this for-profit arm of Ironbound Boxing, it was going to be a while before I had enough uh, revenue to cover it. So I was going through it, needless to say. And I put all this energy into, you know, the, this this new business model. So anyways, going back to New Adventure Partners, we had basically decided that, hey, I could come and teach a free demo on a Friday at 6 p.m. And based on the engagement, you know, we determined whether or not, hey, this would be a good fit for New Adventure Partners. So I was all excited about it, right? I had purchased a bunch of boxing equipment to teach this class. So I had like a duffel bag and I'm carrying my gear into it everything and then i recruited a couple of kids from the gym to uh go to this class with me and help instruct okay so here's the day comes it finally arrives right i'm all excited you know i recorded on my instagram i'm telling everybody about hey this is iron mike here i wasn't actually iron mike at the time i was like this is mike stedman headed to newark venture partners to teach this boxing class because you know that's what we do right we post on social media we try to build the brand etc and I get to Newark Venture Partners. It's on the top floor of the Rutgers Business uh, Rutgers Business School here in uh, downtown Newark. And I, I show up. And uh, me and the kids, we set up the space, right? It was a little, like, um, like office-y building, you know, a conference room that they let us use. So I set the jump ropes up. I set the mitts. I set the bag. I mean, the, um, I think I did bring – did we bring a heavy bag? They actually had a heavy bag that they let us hang in there. And so I laid everything nice and out. I took some pictures, I took some video, and I sat and waited for people to show up to the 6 p.m. class. And I waited. And then it was 6. And then it was 6.05. It was 6.10. And by 6.20, I realized that nobody was showing up to this boxing class. And I had these kids here, two kids of mine that were helping me. And I felt devastated. And I felt embarrassed. And I talked to the office manager, and she's like, yeah, well... Uh, maybe next time people will show up. But, you know, I had even dropped off flyers. I had come by earlier in the week, put up flyers, passed them around, um, and still no one showed up. So, of course, I didn't record an Instagram video of that. And uh, once we broke down, you know, I ended up uh, going to my apartment, which wasn't very far away, you know, after I parted ways with the kids. And I remember walking to my apartment, setting my bag down, that uh, green uh, duffel bag down, and, like, laying on my couch and staring at the ceiling and being like, what had I done? 
You know, I put all this pressure on myself to launch this new business model. I had stepped out on faith from full-time employment. And here was my first time up at bat and no one showed up. If you would only know how defeated uh, I felt, man, and not to mention the fact of going through a breakup. So I was going through it and I was super discouraged by it. And I remember calling a mentor of mine named Liz Wilkes, who had, I got connected with through Paul Capon. And, uh, and this was a few days later. And I told her how I'd done this boxing class and that no one showed up. And little did I know that in the corporate wellness space, in the fitness space, it's an unknown uh, rule that you don't do free demos. And the reason you don't do that is because there's no incentive for the client to market the class. So I had fallen into the trap that happens with a lot of first time fitness professionals or corporate wellness professionals of offering a free class. And once I found that out, it made complete sense to me. And this is an important concept. We start talking about perfect customers, right? And I keep harping on this. I keep harping on this. Remember, your perfect customer is someone who likes you, loves you, is willing to pay a premium for your product or service and tell everyone how amazing you are. And one of the ways you're going to find out early on whether or not someone is a perfect customer is charging them and them paying. And by holding off that, that fee, by people wanting to do demos and all this other stuff, a lot of times that means that they're not going to be your perfect customer, especially initially when you're a small business owner and you need cash flow. So I went through that heartache. I went through that pain and I learned from it. And never again would I charge what I agree to do demo for clients. And, you know, although that was a L on my part, I took it and I learned. And over the next, you know, couple of months and really a couple of years, I was able to build up my corporate boxing business to a nice little comfortable lifestyle business that paid the bills, right? At the height of it before the pandemic, I was probably bringing in 7,500 a month, but that's not where I started. I started out zero, staring at the ceiling in my one bedroom apartment, hating life and feeling like a failure, okay? So here's the other thing, part of that story. I end up getting that company to 7,500 but not right off the bat. And I think it was probably about two years to do that. And so I remember after the first year, um, I was getting ready, you know, file my taxes and everything. And so I had to go look at my income um, from, you know, one of the channel partners I was working with, uh, Exuberancy, who my mentor was the one that told me about, you know, hey, you don't do a free demo class, right? So I had been hustling. So I picked up a consulting gig. I had done a bunch of other stuff. So I made a, a, a decent income for myself nothing to brag about but again i could pay the bills i could feed myself i was happy but in my mind my core business was these on-site boxing classes okay and when i looked at the numbers i realized that i had only brought in like twenty-five thousand, maybe thirty thousand, if that from these corporate boxing classes and it was late at night one night when i was looking at the numbers like 11 o'clock and I realized that, man, I, again, I have felt like a failure. I looked at myself and I was like, I only made $30,000. You know, here I am, this entrepreneur. I've been on TV for my for-profit, I mean, for my nonprofit, Ironbound Boxing, which at the time we had probably raised like $14,000, right? And I just felt like a fraud. I felt like an imposter. I felt like, 
man, I was not what people were putting me out there to be. And I sent my friend Paul Capon a text again. And Paul is, I mean, he's a legend within the Bunker Lab ecosystem up here in New York City. Just a great friend, great mentor. Him and I did the uh, Crash Course in Venture Capital, which you can listen to. But I sent Paul a text and I said, Paul, I only made, you know, $25,000 my first year in business with uh, Ironbound Boxing, for-profit arm, and I feel like a failure. But then I remembered in my head, when Paul got started on his entrepreneurial journey, he had took it over. He took over a family business, which is a publishing company for his dad. And I remember Paul telling me, you know, when he was telling me the story of how he set up his venture capital firm, Luna Cap Ventures, and eventually the Luna Cap Foundation, that, you know, first he started off running that publishing company. And I remember him saying that his first year in business, he had made like $30,000. And then the next year, you know, he made a little bit more. And then the next year, he made a little bit more. Then he was able to turn that business into a very profitable uh, uh, business. And then also use the experience from that to really make Luna Cap Ventures and launch that and make that successful. But when I first looked at that number, that $25,000, right, I was discouraged. And I had forgot Paul had told me that story. But once I sent that text, I remembered. And so, of course, he responds, yeah, Mike. That's just what it is. And so when you start thinking about it, you know, there's all this hype around entrepreneurship, right? Like, you know, everybody's trying to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's trying to start a venture fund or be an angel investor and, and do all this other stuff, right? And you would think people are out there killing it on social media by what they post and what they talk about. But the reality of it is, is for those of us that are bootstrapping ventures, maybe we come from uh, a family that can give us some friends and family money. Maybe we don't, but the reality of it is no matter what kind of venture you're launching, it is hard and it is a grind. But at the end of the day, we've chosen to step into the heat, right? And put ourselves in the hot seat and launch these ventures. And when I look back on those days now, right, there's some empowerment that comes from knowing I went through those hard times. I went through that time of nobody showing up. I went through that time of looking at my P&L statement and being virtually embarrassed. And when I look at myself now, right, I've taken Ironbound Boxing to six figures, right, raised just over $100,000. And then I look at my company, Ironbound Media, which I've taken over $100,000. We're servicing like 10 clients at this point. And I can't help but realize like, man, that would have never happened had I not stayed in it. Had I not stayed in the fight, had I not kept pushing forward, you know, despite all the heartache, despite all the, the L's that you take along the way, you know, pun client projects, et cetera. Right. It's just all part of the entrepreneurial journey. And, you know, the key to all of this is really, you know, believing in yourself and pushing past the imposter syndrome that I know a lot of you all out there are starting to feel. And if you're not feeling it, maybe you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're not stepping enough outside of your comfort zone. And this is real, man. Like, you know, we don't spend enough time, I think, as a society talking about the importance of meaningful work. And a lot of the reasons we pursue entrepreneurship, I would like to believe, particularly those coming from the military and uh, uh, the military connected community, is that it's not just about that monetary ROI. We're trying to create real change and real impact for other people, whether it's serving other veterans in our community, whether it's creating a platform like Spousely, 
to employ military spouses all over the country, whether it's like me just trying to get kids off the street in Newark and uh, create a gym and a program that they can be proud of, right? We're launching our ventures for a lot of different reasons. And when you're going through it, you know, even during this COVID-19 pandemic, when stuff was shut down, right? Really lean on to that and think about why you're doing what you're doing and just keeping, just keep moving forward. I promise you for a lot of you all that are listening to this show that might not be very far in your venture, I was where you were, you know, three, four years ago, right? And I know there are people that are listening to it that might be further along and my goal is to get to where you are, you know, a year from now, two, three years from now. So we're all at different stages in our entrepreneurial journey. But no matter what stage we're in, it gets hard, right? The responsibilities increase to our team, to our families. You know, it's, uh, you know, P. Diddy said it best, you know, more money, more problems. And that's real. And, uh, you know, just keep pushing, man, and keep believing in yourself. Find people that pour into you, you know, people that are going to be honest with you. And I also want to encourage you to be your biggest fan, you know. It's the reason you always see me wearing the Ironbound boxing hoodie when I'm going on TV or I'm doing anything externally, right? In the early days, a lot of people weren't necessarily believing in Ironbound boxing. So you got to be your biggest fan. And there's all these psychology books out there that talk about, it, you know, when we do make mistakes, let's say you punt a client meeting, right? Or somebody tells you that they don't like your product. You launch some early stage SaaS product and you get a negative review or something, right? We are so quick to beat ourselves up. But if it was a friend of ours, we would tell them it's going to be OK. Don't worry about it. You know, that's just one person. You'll figure it out next time. But when it comes to us, I'm a loser. What am I doing? You know, I suck at life. And I want to challenge you. Talk yourself up. You know, be kind to yourself. If there's anything I want you to do this holiday season. Right. I want you to practice being kind to yourself. I'm giving you permission to do so. And write in a notebook, I've been working on this every day lately, you know, hey, what are three things that you're thankful for? You know, um, what did I sign up? What I wrote yesterday? Last night I wrote, tonight I'm thankful for waking up to see another day. I'm thankful for my clients trusting me with their podcast, including Bunker, to host this show. Because again, the veteran and military spouse community, the Bunker Labs community is very important to me. It's very near and dear to my heart. So I'm always thankful for the opportunity to step on this platform and uh, provide value to you all. And then I'm also thankful for the progress I've made with my writing. You know, I've been running this newsletter, doing a lot of writing behind the scenes, and I still have some grammar issues, but I'm thankful for the progress and stuff I've made. And, uh, you know, just practicing kindness. And listen, I'm managing a lot of moving parts in my own personal business and my own personal life. I'm dropping the ball on a lot of different things, but I'm also making a progress in a lot of different areas. And so I'm practicing, you know what, Mike, you're serving the community with your nonprofit. You're building a meaningful business on your for-profit side of the house and you're creating excellent content. So just pat yourself on the back and uh, it's going to be okay. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you're going through it. Life is hard. I get it, man. Don't be discouraged. You know, talk nicely to yourself. You have my permission to be nice to yourself. Go get some food. Go get some sushi. You know, relax. You know, hell, shoot me a text. I would love to hear from you. 832-284-1045. Or just shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. You know, if you're discouraged, let me know what you're discouraged about. And let me know how we here at the marketing team 
uh, marketing side of the house at Bunker Labs can help by creating good content, man. I'm proud of each and every one of you all that are listening to this show. You're stepping into the path of uh, resistance, right? A lot of people don't want to step on this entrepreneurial path, but you're choosing to. I don't care if you've got no clients or if you've got 100 clients at this point, you know, you're setting the standard for what's possible for other military connected entrepreneurs. So I hope this this podcast episode today fills you up. I hope it gives you some words of encouragement. And again, I would love to hear from you by you all shooting me a text at 832-284-1045 or just messaging me at mike.steadman at bunkerlabs.org. If this is your first time listening to the show or you're a repeat listener, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to the subscribe to the Transition Podcast and newsletter at the link in the show notes. I release a newsletter at least once a week. And you can also leave a comment on the news on the newsletter because we're using Substack. Um, I'm always interested in what you guys are struggling with in your own ventures and what topics you'd like me to cover either on the newsletter or the podcast. You can leave a comment there or you can email me directly. So uh, make sure you're also plugged into the Bunker Lab ecosystem by visiting our website, bunkerlabs.org, selecting the city nearest to you and sign up for our local uh, newsletter and attending one of our networking events. It's, it's that simple. We have programs that will take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, and position you to grow alongside other founders and CEOs. Register today by clicking connect at bunkerlabs.org. Until next time, everyone, I truly appreciate you for tuning in. So peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.